Hey, what's good, everybody? We are back with another episode of Blessed Living. Hope you are doing good and finding this on the best end of all things. By all means, hit that like button and subscribe. Tag a friend and share it on all your social media. And let's get into it. It's 15 seconds of talking about that. Today, we're talking about something that's not talked about enough. It's how God can speak to you. Now, oh, don't want to... No, I won't go any further. My wife is here with me, Natalie. Hello, hello. She is here. Y'all, I just get going. Uh, my little notes and stuff. Check it out. God can speak to you in any way that he wants. Let me tell you why. He's a creator. Creator. The one who made it all, who put it all together, spoke it all. There's no one beside him, next to him, beneath him, above him. I mean, Jesus is on the right hand. But there's no one on the realm of God to tell him what to do and how to do it. So if he wanted the grass to sing a song to you about what to do, he could do it. Right. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> if he wanted the wind to moonwalk on your grass to cut it because you couldn't do it, he could do it. Mm-hmm. He can speak to you in every unimaginable way to the depths of the sea. And that's, why I, well, that's one reason I really appreciate that movie Moana. Because when she walked out to the water, the water kind of like spoke to her and pulled her out there. And like she and she figured out this is where I'm supposed to be. And they were like, "You're crazy! Don't care." You said, "No, not me though." Right. <laughs> you know, like this is this is my vein for me. Even though you didn't do it, Daddy, or something happened. Moana has a lot of spiritual um, principles in it that we can learn from. Thank God for Disney um, and just having a. Uh, a divine mind, you know what I'm saying? But learning and knowing that God can speak to you in any way is is, is vital because we limit God so much to how we can get information and how and how God can speak to us because a lot of times it comes through people that we don't think are valid to say anything about God or God to us. Yeah, this is my favorite topic in the world, God speaking, because the most special moments in my life are when I, I knew I was hearing from God. And, and it's important because we have a relationship with God. This is a real relationship. And just like any other relationship, you have to have communication both ways. And Absolutely. if I'm the only one talking and I can never hear when my husband is speaking, our marriage is not going to last. God does, want, God does not just want you talking and talking and talking when you're praying to him and he can't get nothing to you because you don't think he's speaking to you. Right. Or when you get done praying and you think you didn't hear nothing mm-hmm. and then you go in the car, turn the radio on and it speak to your soul. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, like you didn't even think that it would be that way, but he created all of it for, for just for that. Mm-hmm. Like you can be anywhere and hear from God. Yeah. Anywhere. I remember being in the club in my 20s. And the music was loud as all get out. I was that was the season when I was running from the Lord, um, and and I had a drink in my hand. I don't remember what it was, but I'm sure it was sweet. And I had on clothes that I would never want my daughters to wear. And I spoke. God spoke to me in a still small voice, and I could hear it over all that music. And I remember thinking, How did you find me in here? How can I even hear you in here? But it was clear as day. I don't care where you are. If if you belong to him, he can get to you. You better believe it. And he'll keep getting to you. I wrote down a couple of things that came to mind on how God speaks. Of course, through a prophet, through a preacher, somebody who heralds the gospel, any, you know, anything like that. But he can also come through a donkey. 
one of my favorite stories. I even wrote a story about it in one of my books about how that donkey spoke to the prophet because the prophet couldn't see because the prophet was trying to get paid to try to give Israel a bad message. He was paid to do that by these crooked kings. Mm-hmm. He ended up not doing belong. Uh, you find the story in, in the book of Numbers and God opened, the Bible said, and God touched the mouth of the donkey and the donkey spoke and he didn't speak with no withish and violence. He said, you don't see that angel down there swinging that sword? Well, first he said, why did you hit me? You know what I mean? <laughs> so let you know, animals do think, and we all know that if you ever had a pet. But he, God used this donkey to speak to uh, the prophet. Shrek wasn't the first one to speak to a donkey, y'all. He also used a prostitute, as it said, Rahab. He spoke to her and told her what to do, right? And she was able to help the men of Israel at that time as well. He spoke to her, and from her, from her being obedient, spoke to these young and saved them. You know, uh, King Josiah, he was eight years old. You know, uh, Mary, between the ages of 12 and 16, when she had Jesus, and, and an angel came and spoke to her. Gabriel did. I mean, there's so many different ways God can speak. I just don't, I don't prefer the teaching that God only speaks in church. No. And, 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 and it's not so much of taught that way or curriculum, but if and when you go to your pastor or leader and tell them God spoke to you, they question you because it may not be what they said. And make you feel some kind of way. Like, am I really hearing from God? And you very well could be hearing from God. <clears throat> like I mentioned before, God is not like a circus animal that we pay our time to come see. And we can only see him in this building. He's everywhere. I have received words from little children. Mm-hmm. I have received words from the type of woman that most would consider a hoe. I have received words from a homeless man. From a man in the Walmart shopping line. Mm-hmm. When God wants to get a word to you, a person wanting, I just feel need to tell you this and I don't know why. Cigarette in the hand, whatever. And they'll tell you, and it'll it resonate sure with you. If you know the word of God, it'll resonate. And it's like, dang, I was just praying about this. Thank you. But I, man, I got words from, a word from God, a word of God from so many different places. And I, to me, it means more to me when it's there versus in the church because. I know you have no incentive or no reason to come mm-hmm. and tell me this. You're not winning or losing from this. Yeah, sometimes like, you know, with Hagrid in church where words were used like currency. Mm-hmm. If I do right, I might get a word. Like if I do mm-hmm. what I'm supposed to do, if, if I follow the rules, then when Sunday comes, maybe I'll oh, get wow. a word. And it's like, and sometimes you use, people allow God and say God told you to do stuff because they're trying to control you again. But when it's a stranger on the street, they ain't got no reason. You don't know me. They don't know them from Adam's house, can You don't ask me for money. You say it, and then you walk off. And I say, well, amen. I prefer those kinds. I prefer to. I prefer anybody who's going to be used by God because God can use anything. And I and I know that I'm talking about what I'm bringing reference to are these unsaid rules that we walk around in church in that God can only do certain things a certain way and that he's not, lim- he's not limited to anything we think or do. And we we take for, we don't take for granted. We don't even understand what it means to have created all things. Even when those things don't give you glory or abide in you, God can still use it. Yeah. He uh, he like doesn't doesn't take it away. When I was working in the prison, I've had inmates give me words. Mm-hmm. They behind doors the rest of their life. They put it time to meditate. They put yeah. You understand? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, you know, and, and and people don't realize like he when. What it means to say he created, like I said, if he wanted the wind to moonwalk on your grass to cut it because you aren't able to do it, it could happen. He can speak to the wind, which definitely means he can speak to every living being who's made in his image to give you a word from him. 
whether they understand it or not. Yeah. I think I think the challenge is is that it's just hard to fathom how big God really oh, is. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and how and, his hands on everything. Yeah, and we try because it's human nature, it's it's a flaw of mankind to try to control everything. We try to control God. We try to put him in a box in a way that we can digest him. The, a way that makes us feel more uncomfortable, more in control. But the closer you get to God, the more you realize I, I have no control. Absolutely I, 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 This 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 being is so powerful. I wish I would try to put it in a box. He's he's too big. That's all, that's part of viewing God. And I, I I know for a fact, church, a lot of churches, white up black, they don't do the best job in describing in detail exactly who God is because we want him to do so much for us mm -hmm. and so when he, we say God speaks it's like how did he speak the question is I'm glad he spoke what did he say it's not it's not quite the question to be well how did he speak well are you going to do what he said do then yeah well see this is this is a this is always something I share with people because you got people out there that act like they always hear from God and people like that I'm like please just stop yeah God told me God ain't talking to you every 15 times a day if if you feel like God is speaking to you and every time God speaks to you, he's saying something or telling you to do something that you already wanted to do, you might want to make you sure might that you can, check, you can yeah. Yeah, differentiate <laughs> yeah. your own thoughts and God's voice. Because <laughs> 9.9 .9 times out of 10, if God is speaking to you or telling you to do something, it's challenging you and he's he's requiring you to do something that you would not have chosen to do on your own. Absolutely, one of my favorite stories in the entire Bible, besides Jesus getting up from the from the grave, is Noah, which you will find in Genesis, the book of Genesis, early in there, around chapter five, chapter six, mm -hmm. chapter five, genealogy, chapter six, talked about with Noah, and he gave Noah specific instructions, mm -hmm. so much so how how long to make this thing, where to put the, where to put the window, mm -hmm. the door, how tall, how wide, everything. And his was a man who never built anything in his life outside of growing. He was a farmer. He was a he had a vineyard, all right, and got lit off his vineyard. <laughs> he made wine and drunk it. God told him to do something he didn't do before, and he he believed it, and he made something amazing. Same with Abraham. Listen, the fact that Abraham was surrounded by idolatry, okay, his daddy didn't believe Terah. He didn't believe. His wife was his half sister, you know what I mean. And all this pray back where, where they were, they were carving uh, moons and suns in their skin, honoring the moon, sun and moon gods back then. And the fact through all of that going on in their culture, in their society, God spoke to him and he moved. He, and I never saw what he explained himself or why he was moving. And that's the thing. I, and that's the thing. I don't. I, I want people to really gain confidence in, in the fact that when God really speaks to you, He gives you the confidence through those words. He'll give you the the validation right then and there. He's a creator. And if you move, like I always say, He's the God of the first step. You make one step, He's already ordered out ten for you. Just make that one step and listen to Him. And it's so hard for people because they're so uh, traditionalized through how God speaks through church. This is, like I said before, this is the most important topic to me in regards to our relationship with God, because if you do not know the voice of God, you are in serious trouble at the foundation of your faith. If I don't know, like it's a relationship, like in my relationship with my husband or my children, if my children don't know my voice, anybody can come up and say, this is mommy and have Absolutely. them do anything. It's so 
dangerous. I, I admonish anybody listening that calls yourself a believer. Don't take no more courses. Don't go to no more conferences. Make it your priority no to business. learn the voice of God mm-hmm. before you do anything else. Because I promise you, if you don't know his voice, you're in trouble. Oh, duh. I'm serious. <laughs> Absolutely. And you, and you so far, I'm like, dang, I thought I was following God. And God, like, I never, that wasn't me. I didn't tell you to do that. And see, God's a gentleman, too. He ain't gonna yell at you. He ain't gonna. He is not gonna yell at you, and he he's in no rush because he's at the end already. He is the Alpha and the Omega, and he will let you stay where you are to do what you're doing, and then say, "You ready?" Mm-hmm. I know he lets you go around that mountain twenty times, and whenever you're done, I'll be here. You let me know when you're ready. I want to read this scripture from John chapter ten, verse twenty-seven through twenty-eight, to one of my favorite. Translation. It's called the Passion Translation. I mean, it is, it, it is it's wonderful. But I want to read this. And he says, My own sheep will hear my voice, and I know each one, and they will follow me. I give to them the gift of eternal life, and they will never be lost. And no one ha- has the power to snatch them out of my hands. Hmm. Lord, have mercy. It's safety. It's safety. Now, now, this is what the King James Version says. It says, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them, I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. I want to read it again from the Passion Version one more time. My own sheep will hear my voice, and I know each one. Sounds more personal, doesn't it? They will follow me. That's confidence. You know what I mean? My sheep, they're going to follow me. Excuse me. Verse 28, I give to them the gift of eternal life. They will never be lost. That's a guarantee. And no one has the power to snatch them out of my hand. That's his commitment and guarantee. And when you understand and know that, I'm telling you, young people, I don't care how old you are. If you have given your life to Christ and you doing your best you can, he will speak to you and he will snatch you up for himself and have you do amazing things for him. His the, the, the expectation should be there. People need to know that God wants to speak to you. Uh, that's he don't right. Want you just wandering around in the dark, bumping into someone. I'm gonna try this to see what. He don't want you to try and see what happens. He wants you to do what he says because he knows he has the answer. So that needs to be a priority. And he don't want you just waiting on any pastor, prophet, evangelist, or teacher to tell you something. Now we can use them as guides, but by all confirmation needs. Confirmation needs. Yeah. Uh, in, instructional, mm-hmm. but please believe when you have walked and you are walking with God, He will speak to you directly. Yeah. And this one thing that I uh, men pay attention: God will speak to you on how to how to handle your household by telling you to do something. Of course, I'm telling you, like it has nothing to do with your church, has nothing to do with anything. God will tell you to sow a seed to a neighbor. Oh my goodness, uh, to a friend, and He would God will speak to you. But men, I'm telling you, your family will follow your lead. Of vulnerability. If you're not willing to, to listen to God and do what God tells you to do or give or, or anything God tells you to do and you won't do it, you will see that trickle down in your household. You really, really, really will. Yeah. And then you're going to look at your children, your spouse, as if something's wrong. I'm telling you, my boy, it started with what you chose to not do or to do. Now, I give. I will give. Mm-hmm. And you know that, you know what I mean? We've up the, you know that I will give. And I told you uh, a while or before, I told you I sold a seed um, just a couple weeks ago and all of a sudden got a sponsorship uh, from some guy 
don't even know his name. We don't know his name. You know what I mean? And it, you know, it, it came to the front door, three grand. And I didn't tell she that much. Please believe, but I know what I know what God told him. But I'm saying the principle behind the, of, of, of obeying God's voice is way bigger than you can ever imagine, and it goes a lot further. It, it what 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 you have to accept in order to follow God's voice, you really have to humble yourself, and you have to understand that He really knows what's best. I know you think you're smart. I know you opi- everybody opinionated. Opinions mm. are like buttholes. Everybody got one. It's like comments. Everybody's opinionated. Facebook but stats. I promise you, you don't know what tomorrow holds. Oh, imagine goodness. if you had access to an all-knowing source, source of information. You sitting here trying to figure it out. He already has the answer. All you have to do is humble yourself and say, you know what? I submit. I don't know. You do what's the plan. But, but your ego... Will not if you an ego, you will not hear God. You will not, or you will, or you will avoid His word, like our dear brother Jonah did. Yeah, I've had, I've had a Jonah moment. Yeah, our dear brother Jonah heard God, and that's what blew my mind. I don't want to do that. And see, Jonah was like seventeen years old. Okay. He was seventeen between seventeen, nineteen years old, from what people say. He, he could, you know, he was he was young. You know what I mean? And he heard the voice of God. We knew he was young because he had a lot of energy, or I would say he had energy, and enough so much that he can he can get on the boat get in the water swim you know and and be able to survive the whole um intensity of all the being on the boat well spit out in the sea and still go still on the shore still go do god's will yeah, he must have been plant-based yeah he must <laughs> he must have been he must have been plant-based hey, you made it through all that you look pretty good Jonah. but he heard the word of god and didn't want to do it but he could never get away from it and that and, and this is what i'm saying with the intensity of how far it went for him not obeying God, is not even compared to the intensity of how far it can go when you do obey Him, and that's what and that's what's not understood. I mean, we glorify the story of Jonah, but we don't tell, we don't look at uh, look at it from the perspective of the best thing that could have happened to Jonah was being in the belly of that whale, yeah. because it was oh God, I felt the Holy Spirit. I'm gonna find the scripture, but it, he he said a whole bunch of stuff. Let me while you find it, let me let me just share how it reminds me of a relationship between a parent and a child. We have we have some strong mm-hmm. children. Oh my goodness! Time. But <laughs> when, you, when you belong to God, when you give your life to Him, um, He got you. So I'm telling you to do something because I got something for you. You're not listening, so let me help you. Mm. That's all that was. If I tell my daughter to do something and she has a problem with doing it, listen, I'm going to get my way out of you. I'm smarter than you. I'm older and I'm stronger. And I'm trying to get you somewhere. Even your lack of obedience will not stop me from doing what I need to do. get done. With Absolutely. You, you aren't that powerful. And you will never Let be. Let <laughs> um, Right. And let me show you this in Jonah 2. Now, Jonah, it starts off in verse 1 said, Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God, from the fish's belly, and he said, and it goes through the prayer, okay? He prays for a couple verses, but then in verse 9 is what I highlighted in my, in my, in my iPad Bible. It says, uh, verse 8, verse eight. those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy. But, verse 9 says, but, you know what but means? It kind of forgets everything before that, right? Mm-hmm. Change the direction. Change the direction. He said, but I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving, I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. 
He said, I will, I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I'll be thankful. I will pay what I have vowed. I'm going to give you what I said I was going to give you because I heard your voice. And I and I responded not to what you said exactly because we know he ran, but he responded when he first called him. That's how we know that Jonah was called before this moment and God entrusted him with something. And somewhere along the way, Jonah said, God, I hear your voice. If you tell me to do it, I will. All right. Okay, then, Jonah, uh, go to Nineveh, please. Tell these people what's about to happen. Okay, uh, not uh, that, no, not I'm, good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good, Triple OG. I'm that, good. That goes back to what I said before. When God changes people, it's something you want to do. Yeah, but... God don't have to tell me to eat crab legs. I'm gonna do that. You don't know have to tell me. I'm not. But you, but you know, he has to tell me. You got to tell me to go talk to somebody and get on my nerves. So that's not that's my right. strong point. If, if I if I hear a voice saying go hug somebody that I can't stand, don't tell them. I'm sorry that I can't stand. It's probably God because that ain't me. God ain't uh, telling you to do nothing you already want to do. Tell you to give or anything like that. But this is so powerful. And I hardly ever heard this preached. Mm -hmm. He but he said, but I will sacrifice to you uh, with the voice of thanksgiving. I'm, thank you, God. I appreciate you. I think the time out, and he got a, he got clarity. You understand? The best thing for him go on that belly, and he and, and, and check it out. But check it out. He said, "I will pay." I'm, I'm getting loud. I got a microphone in my face. He said, "I will pay what I have vowed." Salvation is salvation is of the Lord. Verse ten. So the Lord spoke to the fish and it vomited Jonah on the dry land. Yeah. You know what that means? Yeah. The fish been waiting by that dry land the whole time. Ooh, you understand? <laughs> that fish been by that, that fish been by that thing the whole time, waiting on you to say something. Because if the fish had gone deep down, the science of it, you know, would kill them or stuff like that. God knew. He knew it. He just said, if this is what it takes for you to submit, no problem. He knows us better than we know ourselves. Absolutely. He so so hearing from him is not just a whim of like, all right, what's going on? All right, Jonah, go do this. It's not that. It's more like this is going on for Jonah to do this. I created Jonah. You, you understand? <laughs> this that's what this is what's going on. So I created Neil for this. And but see another thing about that story I love. Jonah had to deal with his will and what he perceived about those people. He didn't know what God had been working on in them people. Oh, no, no, no. These people are not gonna listen. Right. They ain't worth nothing. I'm not going. This is a waste of time. God, maybe you don't know this. Let me let you know far. These people ain't worth nothing for me to be going up. It's a waste of time. Well, Jonah. But they like believed I, in the end, though. They believe exactly because God, God sent them there for a reason. But mm -hmm. the point is, he thought he knew better than God. Mm -hmm. I, I think you got this wrong. Ain't no reason for you to go up there. I don't want to go up there. You know what I'm saying? We don't know what God knows. This is why his voice is so important. I don't care how smart you are, how many degrees you got, certifications, classes you've taken, opinions. You do not know what God knows. Absolutely not. Not even close. Not even a quarter or an inch. And let me tell you what the word says about it. In verse, in chapter four, uh, verse nine, he said, "Then God, after Jonah complained, then God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry about the plant?' Check this out. He said, he said, is it right for me to, to be angry even to death?' Verse ten. But the Lord said, "You have you have had pity on the plant for which you have not labored, nor made it grow." which came up in the night in Paris in the night. That part, go back. He said, you have you have pity on the plant which you have not labored nor made it grow. This is the insightful thing to let Jonah know. You didn't, you had nothing to do with this. Mm -hmm. 
This was never about you. What you wanted to do, what you didn't want to do. You got pity on something that's not even yours. You didn't plant it, you didn't grow it. He said, but he said, he said on the plant, which means somebody labored, got the soil, put the plant in there, put the seed in there, make the plant grow. The creator, that's God. And I called you to go do this again, not for you. You just so happened to say you would do something and I, and I knew you were equipped to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's the amazing thing about it. When God speaks to you, it's not just for you. And it goes way further, way, 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 way further you could ever imagine. And see, and that's 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 the thing too. When people he think and hear from God, it's always selfish. Hmm. He just wanted to do this for me. If he's doing something for you, it's gonna benefit someone else as well. Oh, absolutely. Or he wouldn't do it for you. Because he, he's, he's planning to for things to spread. He's a good investor. I'm putting this here mm-hmm. because I'm trying to hit a few areas, not just one. So if you think God telling you to do something that's only helping you, that might just be again, that might just be your thoughts. That's your so ego. Thinking. That's your ego. Yo, we're going to wrap it up here. We want to keep it too long. Please leave your comments, questions, and thoughts um, on this post here about this here um, podcast about listening and hearing the voice of God and knowing he can speak from everywhere. We love you with the love of Christ. Please like, share, tag a friend, and we'll see you next time on Blessed Living Podcast. Peace. See ya.